Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on Tuesday, the, where, where are we, 12th of um, August. Wednesday, the 12th of August even. It's not Tuesday. Paul needs to get his right, correct day, um, dearie me. Uh, and uh, in the news today, um, Melbourne, we have uh, results from the A-League. Um, the Indian government give note to BCCI. Um, Van Wick has been, uh, that was yesterday, was the uh, Van Wick being cited. And I've not um, seen the results of that. So I need to look, at, look that one up. Sorry, folks. Um, the Crusaders admits to damaging their brand new trophy. Um, the uh, Thunder. Uh, lose out to the Suns, um, and uh, NBL is looking at their options. Um, Linda Coe is teeing off in Scotland this weekend. Uh, the uh, start of the 2021 Tour de France has uh, changed, um, and uh, we also have cancellations of the Athletes' Village um, at the Commonwealth Games. Um, so this is your best way to start the day up to speed with all the important sports news here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, and uh, let's kick off with the football news this morning. Yeah, Melbourne City have drawn two all with Adelaide United. That's um, in the A-League. That is um, Adelaide United's last game um, of, the, uh, um, of the regular season um, and uh, also might be their last game of the entire um, season um, because uh, the Western United sit just three points behind them and have three games left to play. Um, that does mean now that um, also confirms that Perth Glory will be joining Brisbane Raw, the Wellington Phoenix, Melbourne City and Sydney FC in the finals series. Uh, so, it just comes down to Western United's last three games. Can they get enough points to climb ahead of Adelaide United? 
Um, the uh, Newcastle Jets, Western Sydney Wanderers, Melbourne Victory and Central Coast Mariners will all miss out on the final series over there in the um, A-League. We have two games uh, this evening. Perth Glory will place Western United. Um, and uh, in a game that uh, doesn't really matter now, Western Sydney Wanderers will play Melbourne Victory. Um, the Moving on to the UEFA Champions Cup. Um, and today, uh, or overnight tonight, um, Atalanta will play Paris Saint-Germain um, in the uh, quarterfinals. Um, so uh, look out for that game, hopefully, um, uh, and uh, the result there. Um, I'm going to hand you over to Ashwin now, who is going to take us through our cricket update. And good morning, Paul, and good morning to all our viewers and listeners out there on the interweb. And in something that I thought had already been achieved, the BCCI has received official permission from the government of India to conduct the IPL 2020 in UAE. Now, as I said, I was quite surprised that the Indian government had to go to that level to provide a permission slip to the BCCI. Amongst the Indian government's concern was the finding of a replacement sponsor for Vivo. Earlier this week, Vivo pulled out of their naming rights sponsorship, which started in 2017. Moving on, and Jimmy Anderson will keep trucking on. Anderson has said he has no intention of retiring from Test cricket and reiterated his desire to carry on until the next Ashes series. Anderson's average over the summer has not been great at 41.6, although the stats don't really tell the story uh, of how well he has actually been bowling. Now, reporting on the right, Ollie. The bowler, not the batter. Ollie Robinson has been added to the Biosecure England team for a second test at, uh, at their GS Bowl. Given the rotation policy in place, there could be some changes for the second test bowling lineup for England. In saying that, they have pretty much used the same four bowlers since the first test loss to the West Indies. The only change being due to a Jofra Archer infraction where he decided to go and visit family out of the Biosecure bubble. Ross Taylor is not sure whether he'll make the postponed T20 World Cup. Currently in Trinidad for the 2020 CPL, Taylor will be 37 by the time the next T20 World Cup will be run. He stated, as you get older, things slow down, but your trainings and experience and your mind become even more important. Taylor will be playing for the Guyana Amazon Warriors in this year's version of the CPL. And finally, New Zealand cricket has set plans in motion to have a full, host a full summer of cricket later this year. The country expects to play host to the West Indies, Pakistan, Australia and Bangladesh over 37 days in the summer. David White has said he is confident of setting up biosecure bubbles similar to those ones being used by the English and Wales Cricket Board for their summer of cricket that's currently going on at the moment. Now, the only obviously issue that we have is that today we're in lockdown level three. So we'll actually see how that impacts sport over the next coming few few coming days, coming few days. I'll get the words out right eventually. And that today is our cricket news. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much, Ashwin, for uh, that update. And we'll hand you over now to Stephen, who will take us through our birthdays. 
Yeah, thank you, Paul, and uh, yeah, good morning to Ashwin as well. Very much surreal times happening right here, especially in Auckland being in Level 3, but the birthdays uh, continue. A former Munster and Ireland A utility back, <clears throat> excuse me, now coaching the Hurricanes, a former Blues and Crusaders midfield back who ended up playing for Le Bleu, and a middle distance runner who wrote himself into New Zealand sporting folklore. Richard John Dick Taylor, MNZM, born this day, the 12th of August 1948, is a former New Zealand runner who mostly competed in distances from 1500 metres to 10,000 metres. Taylor was born in Timaru in 1948. He is best known for winning the 10,000 metres at the 1974 Commonwealth Games in Christchurch, New Zealand. Taylor competed at the 1970 and 1974 Commonwealth Games as well as the 1972 Summer Olympics. Arthritis cut short Taylor's running career. In 2014, New Year's Honours List, Taylor was appointed a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit for services to athletics. Moving right along, Tony Marsh, born this day, the 12th of August 1972 in Rotorua, is a New Zealand-born former rugby union player who has represented France, playing at centre. Marsh joined the Blues Super Rugby team in 1986, winning the Super 12 in 97, before switching a year later to the Crusaders, whom he also won the title with in 1998. He has won I'm one of the only players to have won back-to-back -back Super Rugby titles with different teams. That's something uh, pretty interesting to hang on to for the rest of your life. After three years in France, he has become eligible. After three years in France, he became eligible to play for Le Bleus, and Bernard Laporte named him in the French squad in 2001. He went on to win 21 French caps between 2001 and 2004, scoring seven tries and helping France win the Grand Slam in 2002. God, what a resume. Super rugby titles, Grand Slams, unbelievable. He also had a twin brother, loose forward Glenn Marsh, a very good player as well. And finally, Jason Holland, born this day, the 12th of August 1972, is a New Zealand former rugby union player footballer who played for Munster from 1999 until 2008. He also worked as the Munster's backs coach in 2008. Holland also represented Ireland A. He returned to his native New Zealand in 2012 to become the assistant coach to Canterbury in the ITM Cup before moving to the Hurricanes as an assistant under John Plumtree before progressing onto his current job where he is the head coach of the Hurricanes and doing a pretty good job this year. That's our birthdays today, guys. I'll be back shortly with uh, League News. Thank you very much, uh, Stephen, for that. Um, looking out there, I, and uh, apparently... Van Wick's um, sighting was supposed to happen on Monday at 7 p.m., um, but there are no reports as to uh, what the outcome of that sighting was. Uh, so um, we have to keep um, uh, looking into that one, and uh, well, as soon as we have an update, we'll let you know, folks. Um, the Super Rugby Aotearoa champions um, have um, admitted that uh, the the brand new trophy uh, has been damaged um, it got dropped um, and there is uh, some damage to the base um, to the wooden wooden base bit um, as well as the and um, i'm going to obviously unfortunately um probably mispronounce uh, this piece sorry folks but the uh, punama um punamu um yes thank you stephen punamu 
Ponamu. Ponamu yep. um, was initially lis- missing on some of the uh, photos, um, but it has been. Uh, but some the, the, the rumors say that it was that uh, there was a quick ask around folks, where's it gone? Um, and it very quickly turned up. So uh, that um, looks like it has been reattached already. They are um, uh, the. Um, the Crusaders are saying that they've reached out to, to New Zealand rugby and sought cultural advice as to how to go about to um, fix the trophy. Um, I know there were a few comments on uh, Twitter that says, "Yeah, that the the, uh, the damage is um, gives 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 the trophy some character." And let's be honest, there's definitely history um, around um, rugby trophies getting damaged. Um, so uh, yes, that's part of in some ways it's part of rugby culture. Um, that these things do happen. Uh, as um, both Ashwin and Stephen have uh, uh, sort of, um, alluded to, New Zealand has gone into um, lockdown level two countrywide and lockdown level three in Auckland um, due to um, cases of coronavirus being found outside of isolation. Uh, that goes through until Friday midnight. So um, the Blues versus the Crusaders uh, that is due to be the final that isn't a final um, playing this weekend um, in Auckland um, may be is is uh, is in doubt, and we'll have to see how that uh, impacts um, the Super Rugby fixtures in particular, but also all sport this coming weekend. I'm going to hand you back to Stephen now, who's going to take us through our NRL update. Thanks again, Paul. Just before I do that, trophy's called uh, Tukotahi Aotearoa, which is basically stand. First, uh, New Zealand. Um, in in Maori, not always a good thing when you break a tonga like that. They've, obviously, in Maori, uh, a trophy like a green stone is is held in high regard, and it's never really a good sign when when you break one. It's almost like a curse. So uh, I can see Ashwood with a big smile on his face at the at the minute. So it, it's never good. I've, uh, interestingly enough, I know for some of you, not all superstitious out there, but I'm very superstitious. And uh, in my experience, when a taonga like that has been broken, it's never a good sign. We'll probably leave that to the believe it or not files, if you know what I'm <laughs> let's just uh, Let's just be clear that, that Ashwin's not happy that the trophy's necessarily broken, but he might be happy that the, the Crusaders get cursed. Might be jinxed. Um, Listen, yeah, as Steve was alluded to, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, bad omens, so to speak, or omens mm. to, to breaking something like that of uh, of cultural significance. And hence, yeah, I suppose, the Crusaders like are um, looking to find what they need to do. Yeah, thankfully, it looks like the green stone piece uh, is is still intact, and it's just the wooden base that's been damaged by the looks of the photos that we've seen. But anyway, yes, yeah. hand you back to Stephen. Yeah, I think they obviously you're, you're right on the money, Ashwin. They um, they obviously know it's an issue, and that's why they're seeking cultural ad- advisement uh, moving forward. But I think there's just a lesson there. It's to be honest, it's they're a great side and they're a great franchise, but. <clears throat> to be honest, it's it's a bit disappointing, um, in my opinion. But it is just my opinion, not the opinion of that New Zealand sport uh, radio. <laughs> we'll move right on to. Did you like that, guys? Did you? The views to, contained uh, are not necessarily of the station. <laughs> very much so. We'll move uh, 
right on to uh, uh, rugby league this morning. The Warriors team is named and uh, Tavatai Pangai Jr. is set to be cut from the NRL for a COVID breach, but we'll start with the uh, Warriors team that was uh, uh, named for their game coming up this weekend. Lachlan Burr returns to the front row, replacing suspended load prop Jack Hetherington and the only change to the Warriors starting lineup for the Vodafone Warriors 14th round NRL clash against the competition leader Penrith at Central Coast Stadium in Gosford on Friday. That's a uh, 8 p.m. kickoff New Zealand time or 6 p.m. local time. Since returning from a four-game injury and forced absence, Burr has been impressive form from the bench in the last three outings against the Sydney Roosters, West Tigers and Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. The 27-year-old produced one of the best performances of his career in the 26-20 win over the Tigers when he made 150 metres from 17 runs plus 23 tackles in his four 44 minutes on the field. His elevation from the interchange sends Asaya Papali, named in the number 17 jersey for his 58th career appearance after <clears throat> last being used in the gritty 10-18 loss to the defending premiers. The Sydney Roosters coming on to the extended bench is Josh Curran, that four Warriors team. From fullback, Roger Tilvasa, Shek Patrick Herbert, Adam Pompey, Peter Hiku, George Jennings, Cody Nicarima, Chanel Harris-Tavita in the forwards, Jermaine Tonoa Brown, who I've been really impressed with this year, Carl Lawton, Lachlan Burr, Ilyasa Katoa, Tohu Harris and Jazz Tavanga make up the starting uh, 13 from the bench there, or the interchange, Wayne Egan, Adam Blair, Daniel Alvaro, Asaya Papali. Uh, on the interchange bench. And of course, we're talking COVID at the moment. Not good news for Brisbane Broncos forward Tavita Pangai Jr., who reportedly will be sacked by the club for breaching COVID-19 protocols. Several media outlets, including the Courier-Mail's Peter Badel, reported Pangai Jr. has an issues breach noticed by the club on Tuesday and will have his $650,000 a year contract torn up. Ouch! The 24-year-old broke the NRL bubble when he visited a friend's function at a barber shop last Saturday and has since entered a 14-day isolation period. God, that's a lot to think about. The star forward will not be able to sign with another club as it has passed the August 3 deadline, meaning he won't play another game this year. He also won't be paid out a single cent. Panghai Jr. is also facing a hefty final from the NRL for his breach of the biosecurity protocols while he had already been ruled out of the Broncos' next two two games. The Tongan International's breach came after the game's most experienced coach, remembering Wayne Bennett broke the bubble last Wednesday when he went out for lunch to a popular Sydney restaurant. Then Dragons forward Paul Vaughan also breached the protocols by attending a cafe on Thursday. Bennett was handed a $20,000 fine while Vaughan received a $10,000 fine. The pair were also stood down for a fortnight to send to serve the mandatory self-isolation period. Now, I've got to ask, guys, is that consistent? It seems like two guys get a fine, one guy gets completely kicked out of the game, or has he got other, other issues going on well, as well the, i guess the other difference is that those the other two that got fined went to somewhere to eat with someone in their bubble whereas he went to a an event um at, at, at um with with other people so he's deliberately gone to mix with other people whereas they've so there is i guess there's a difference there in the kind of event and how they've broken the bubble but there has been um other cases where players have um 
made contact with people outside their bubble, hasn't there? Or I think that was more during lockdown itself. That's that, and that since since they got back to playing, this they've been much more sensible than actually. But so yeah, during the actual lockdown, um, then they were breaking uh, the laws in the country rather than breaking the protocols in the um, uh, I, in, in the actual sport. Yeah, I, I was looking at Hugh's um, comment there in terms of uh, walking. This is like Wayne Bennett went with somebody in his bubble, but. You know, when when they have contact with people in their bubble, who knows where the people in their bubble have been as well, though, isn't it? Like, if they're talking about family members, have they stayed inside the house only talking to Wayne Bennett, or you know, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And look, they've they they. It's not like um, the NBA where they're actually in total isolation and people are providing food for them. They still have to go to supermarkets, etc., to buy their food. Um, right. So it's not, uh, yeah, that's it's not, a, not a full isolation type scenario. No, mm. no, it's a different one over there. Um, moving on, and uh, I'm probably going to be asking boys for some help here as I'm going to butcher a name, unfortunately. But uh, I missed out on the, the uh, news about Samoa have, an, have um, appointed um, their uh, head coach for the Sevens, which is Brian Lima, uh, is going to be head coaching the Sevens. Um, they did well there. He did very well. But it's their head coach for their 15 side that unfortunately, Salilala Mapusama, Mapusawa. thank you. Um, he will be the uh, head, head coach for the 15 team. Um, the 40 year old played for um, on 33 times for his country um, and represented them at two Rugby World Cups. So, um, Good luck to both of their, or best wishes to both of their uh, new head coaches. Not sure when they'll actually get to coach their teams, um, but um, hopefully uh, they'll be successful bringing Samoa up the rankings. And a big part of the Highlanders as well. He was um, when they, were, I think, early days, wasn't he, Steve? Yeah, very, very dependable. Very dependable. Second uh, five. Footballer. Yeah, very, yeah. Uh, very solidly built, built guy. Yep. Um, Moving on then to basketball news, um, and uh, we had our first um, uh, basketball show last night here on New Zealand Sports Radio, uh, and uh, we had we and that uh, show with Daniel is keeping an eye on the Thunder, um, who came up short against the Suns, one hundred one to one hundred twenty eight. Um, after leading in the first quarter, uh, the Suns came back uh, to win that one, particularly dominating the third quarter of that game. Now, uh, the game meant more to the Suns than the Thunder, as the Thunder are already in the finals, but the Suns are fighting it out for that final um, spot there. Um, the Australian NBL, so keeping with the basketball, um, is considering a number of different um, options, which uh, includes looking at how the NRL and other sports have their isolation in um, Australia, but also potentially coming over and having a bubble in New Zealand to run um, their sport. Clearly, uh, this was all before um, the latest cases um, that uh, that we have had. So um, we'll see which what format the NBL will take. There's lots of options on the table. It's currently their preseason, but two of their teams uh, that are based in Melbourne, for example, have stopped training due to the lockdown um, that is happening, or just the outbreak that is happening down there. Linda Coe um, played in the weekend at in the US 
uh, and will be playing in Scotland this weekend, despite the fact that there is a 14-day quarantine um, in the UK for people arriving from overseas. That's because there is an exception for elite, elite athletes. Um, uh, and the LPGA Tour um, testing and, uh, uh, and other biosecurity measures uh, allow this to happen. So the LPGA Tour will be um, chartering a flight over from um, where the tournament was in the US to Scotland so that uh, the golfers plus their caddies um, can space uh, space themselves out on the plane and fly over and obviously not have contact with other people. Uh, also, the uh, this does mean the exemption is only for the caddies and the players. It's not for other family members or other traveling people with them. Um, a lot of the um, female golfers uh, have got some family members that do uh, travel with them, especially the younger um, players. Um, so, uh, yes, that's uh, interesting that, yeah, that the whole LPJ tour will move from the US um, where it was uh, um, in, in Ohio uh, to Scotland um, this weekend before returning back to the US um, later in the month for um, more tournaments. Um, moving on then, and in the Tour de France, the 2021 um, start will be held uh, in the French port of Brest um, rather um, than uh, the Danish capital, Copenhagen. Um, that will be delayed, and the Copenhagen start will happen in 2022. And this is because of a clash with the rescheduled Euro 2020 tournament, which is obviously in the football tournament. Um, so we're seeing the knock-on effects now of these um, cancelled and postponed tournaments uh, having on other sports. Uh, talking about other sports, the organisers of the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games have abandoned plans for building a, an athlete's village. Um, they were supposed to, or they had promised to build an athlete's village that was going to cost, well, the original budget was £469 million, pounds, um, but um, that uh, was had, had gone over £500 million. Pounds, um, and whilst it was initially seen as an essential item, uh, it now looks like it's going to cost too much. And they're blaming increased construction um, due to COVID-19. Uh, sorry, increased construction costs due to um, COVID-19. Not sure um, that uh, I think that looks like a scapegoat in all honesty. Um, but um, what, what do I know about building? So instead, they will be using two universities' um, uh, student accommodation instead. Uh, so two, two locations rather than um, just the one. Um, with obviously the increasing cost of these events um, and the uh, COVID issues, you got to wonder: um, will there be more um, budget-style um, events like this, rather than all-purpose-built uh, venues? Looking forward, we'll see if this is going to be a model that will be used again. You have now started the day the best way, up to speed with all of the important sports news. Um, don't forget this evening we have the standoff show for your weekly league fix. Um, and I will be back uh, with the team tomorrow morning at 7am because, yes, that's right, we bring you the morning sports briefing at 7am every single morning, seven days a week, so that you can start your day the best way up to speed with all the important sports news. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.